Hello, this is David, and you're listening to In the Background. listening. Thank you for listening. Um, I, I'm not doing this podcast to be famous. I'm not doing it to make money, although that would be nice. But uh, I'm doing this because I feel led to do this as I feel led. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to do it more. I would like to do them weekly, um, but that always doesn't happen. You know, I'm running a small business here in Sarasota, Florida. Um, and my wife and I are pregnant with our first baby. So that's awesome. Uh, if you've listened to the other podcasts, obviously we are three months out now, uh, or into our pregnancy. So my wife is feeling pretty terrible. And, you know, the other day at work, I was just thinking about some things because the builder who I work for, I'm a contractor here in Sarasota, Florida. And, uh, you know, he mentioned that he did hire some other guys. He's going to keep me busy, but, you know, just to let me know. And a lot of times people will get worried about finances. We get worried about things in the natural. And, I was nervous because you think about my wife not working next year or when the baby comes at the end of the year and, you know, you just get these natural things that you think about. And for me, it always exposes me when I get, when I start to worry because God is our heavenly father who wants and delights taking care of us. Um, obviously, I want to be obedient to him and follow his lead. I don't want to walk into a situation or doors that open that aren't of the Lord, because I do believe as Christians, there are times where doors may open, it may look of God, but it's actually what I would consider to be a distraction and pulls us away from what God's will is for our life. A lot of times jobs can do that, um, you know, seeking after better finances and uh, relationships do that. Maybe there's times where the Lord really wants us to cut off a relationship, but it's hard because when you're emotionally attached and all this other stuff, but... Um, but I got to thinking this week, and I was like, you know what, Lord, I don't want to worry about these things because, first of all, I don't know how much longer, you know, there is in, in, in on this earth. You know, I'm not a doom and gloom person, but I am a person who does like to pay attention to what is going on internationally. Um, you know, obviously, there's a, a, a group of our churches, uh, we're a part of a church organization called CTMI. They're doing a church over in Europe and France right now. There, I think there's a youth camp going on. There's just, you know, uh, a lot of people to keep in touch with. One of the fellows I kept in touch with was a guy named Daniel. He was, uh, he's in stationed in Germany. I think he's some sort of, I don't, I'm really bad at military terms. Special forces or jumps out of an airplane or something. I don't know. An air pair. I think he's a paratrooper, but for Germany. 
Um, anyway, and he was talking about, you know, the whole Ukraine and, and Russia situation. And you look at that and it's like over here, man, you have Americans are just, I'm sure there's people in on all around, but there are just people nibbling at every second of everything that's going on. And I would admit my personal conviction uh, is that, you know, possibly, very much possibly, in our lifetime, we see a lot of biblical things that are going to happen in the end will come to fruition, to life, or to, you know, before our eyes. And, you know, here I am with a new a newborn on the way, or uh, um, a baby on the way, uh, a job, a career, a thought process, a mortgage, and, you know, it's a good reminder that I'm not living here for myself. I'm not living here for my dream. I'm not trying to build a mini mansion or a house and then white picket fence. The American dream, I think, is one of the most disturbing, um, one of the most disturbing dreams that I hear Christians have. And now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a house, with having money, with having this. Obviously, everything we get, I believe, is a gift from the Lord, and we're to be stewards with our gifts. But saying that, I don't want my life to revolve around um, the certain situations that I find myself in the time frame and in my life that I find myself in. I want to serve the Lord. And when I say I want to serve the Lord, I don't mean I want to get into ministry and I want a title and I want this and I want that. There's enough of that. And I'm trying to start a church somewhere. But what I do want is I want to be obedient to what the Lord puts on my heart. And I believe that is kind of the little message that I want to share with you guys that I'm also, it's not that I'm here to proclaim to you guys as I'm also sharing because I feel led to share on this podcast with you that that is what is going on in my own life and in my heart is the daily struggle to want a new car, to want to do this, to want to pay my mortgage off, to want to go to Alaska or Colorado or Wyoming or wherever on vacation and just have a good time with my wife. You know, if the days are short ahead, you know, what do I want to be found doing? And it doesn't mean I don't go on vacation, but to be honest, I put everything before the Lord. Like, do we want to spend this money right now? Do I want to do, do we feel like it's the right thing to go on vacation and do this? And, you know, different decisions. When I look back on my life, I wouldn't be serving the Lord where I am today if I would have followed my little plans that I had laid out for me. That, you know, you could say, oh, well, you know, the Lord could use you in this way or that way. And, you know, it it just, sometimes we sprinkle Jesus on top of our plans and say it is of the Lord when it really isn't. And I would say that, I would be as bold to say that, that if the Lord, if you aren't following in in step with the Lord in whatever situation you're in in life, there's not going to be any fruit. There's not going to be spiritual fruit. Things may look like there's fruit there, 
but it's actually not good fruit. It's fruit, as Paul would say, of the flesh. There is when you sow spiritually, there's spiritual fruit and there's fleshly fruit, things that come together because, I mean, you look at Abraham. He had a child of promise and a child of the flesh. You had Isaac and Ishmael. And we had a a pastor that passed away about a year or two ago, and he used to always do such a good teaching and sharing on, we all have little Ishmaels in our life. And it may be a dream, it may be a relationship, but if the Lord's not in it and it's not the plan of the Lord, that is a little Ishmael, it is a child of the flesh that we have procreated and have brought into our life. And, um, you know, I've been thinking of that recently. You know, I said, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. I don't want to take a step here. I don't want to take a step there. I'll be honest. I'm very tempted to sell our house here in Florida and move back to Pennsylvania because I believe I might be able to make a little bit more money. I have a little bit more freedom to do different types of contracting there that I don't down here. Now, obviously, we have a wonderful church down here. Uh, I'm sure I mentioned it before. It's a Grace Fellowship of Sarasota, a Grace Fellowship Church of Sarasota. I don't know which it is. There's a lot of Grace Fellowships, but, um, and we have a good community of people that we grow and build with. And, uh, you know, it's just there, maybe there will be a time where the Lord puts on my heart, it is time to go here or do this or do that. But we have to really be in tune with the Holy Spirit to guide us in when to take that step. Because if you take it too early, it's going to be rough. If you take it, I would rather take a step later and be really sure that the Lord is in something because there's always a grace the Lord has for us. And obviously, if you take a step in it too quickly, there's a grace the Lord has for you. But I would have to say, that would be a little bit more, uh, there's consequences with sometimes when you get into, say, a financial pickle, as we would say. Um, but there was a verse I wanted to read, and it's probably one of my more favorite verses. I Recently, we were at a men's group with a bunch of people uh, from church, and a guy shared there, and he was actually from Burma, and he moved here to the U.S. with his family, and... Um, he has a pretty amazing testimony. He's actually was getting into brain surgery and then he was, he was, uh, long story short, he was getting into heart surgery, backed out of that, was studying to become a brain surgeon, backed out of that, and then did into neuro, um, neurology and, and neurosciences and, uh, psychiatry, I think. And he just has a pretty amazing testimony. And one thing that he's shared that really stuck out with me and I would really like to share with whoever's listening as well is every person, obviously, we, we have the Bible to read and to study from, but a lot of times there's a verse that just really sticks out in our lives. And uh, for him, it was something, I think it was in the Second Chronicles, it's in the Old Testament. And it, it to sum it up anyway, it said, you know, God seeks after those who are seeking after him, obviously, and um, 
or open to him. And it just kind of, I guess, convicted him to constantly be looking for the Lord in all circumstances. But my verse is Colossians chapter 3. We'll just start from verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And here's two. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden in with Christ in God. So that when Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will be with him in glory. Ugh, I just, I, every time I read that verse, I get a little uh, choked up because I want to focus on the Lord in, in all my situations. Obviously, as Christians, one of our most important daily tasks is to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves, and to seek after Christ so that we may have spiritual life, so that we may have spiritual fruit. And for me, it's hard for me to think about picking up my cross and denying myself when I'm not thinking about Christ, when I'm not thinking about what the Lord wants of me each day. You know, when you look at the New Testament, those um, those er- early early church, uh, I guess you would call them congregations. You know, they took everything they had and they sold it and they laid it at the apostles' feet, and they said, "We want." what the Lord has for us. And obviously I'm not saying you have to go get your whole life savings and lay it at the, you know, in front of church for whatever reason. I just, <laughs> I barely feel led to tithe at church. I think it's good to tithe, but we have to be led um, by what we feel on our heart, obviously. But, um, you know, I just spent, my wife and I, we took our pastor Keegan and his wife Liesl and uh and a girl from Mauritius actually up to Pennsylvania and we went to a show there where I'm from in Lancaster called Sight and Sound and the Moses was playing and you know one of the other days Keegan Liesel went into Philly we took the girl whose name is Leah up to New York into New York City and it's been Quite a few years, I used to go to New York City all the time because I was getting into the film industry and all that other stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff is the same, but there's one thing that I noticed was drastically different, and is that how dark the world is getting and how um, evil the days are. You know, and in the end, it the Bible says that, you know, the days right will, wrong will be right and right will be wrong. And we live in that time. You know, there's always been, when we you talk to different people, there's always been sin. There's always been homosexuality. There's always been struggle. But now we live in a time where that is glorified and that is considered what is right and true and pure. 
And it is the farthest thing from right and true and pure. It's completely opposite to what God asks of us to be holy, to, to deny our sexual desires. You know, we went up there. It was, um, obviously it was Pride Month and I didn't even think about it, but there was a lot of festivities going on. And you just look at a lost world and you say, like, oh Lord, like, you know, I don't look at those people as I'm better than them. I look at them as though they are lost and they need a savior the same that I need a savior every day. You know, I just, it's not like I found God one time and I'm good. I need the Lord every day. I believe our salvation, sanctification, we need sanctification daily. Daily I need to be sanctified so I can commune with the Father and commune with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because if I'm just going about my day in my flesh and in my own thinking and my own understanding, I'm going to miss what God has for us. And I don't want that. And, you know, so I don't think I'm better than anyone. If anything, you know, the longer I am a Christian, just as Paul says, you know, I am, he first he said, I'm apostle uh, of apostles and this and that. And then he's like, and I am the least of these. I am the sinner of sinners. And you realize as we get older, you know, how depraved or um, the depravity of life and of just things in general. But I want to close on a verse in James chapter 4, 13 to 17. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. Here, I feel like that's... A very clear warning of the time that we are given. Actually, it continues into chapter 5 here. I'd like to read this as well. Verse 3. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evident against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasures in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you, and the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived in the earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have flattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until he receives early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you do not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. 
As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. For you have heard the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And above all, my brothers, do not swear by heaven or by earth or any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. Well, guys, that's all I feel led to share about. I guess some just a few closing statements and we don't know what the next couple years hold. We know that there is a big change. It's my conviction. There's a very big change coming in the coming years, the next two to three years. I don't know what that is. I don't know what our part in this is, but all I know is I want to keep my eyes on the Lord and I don't want to waste any time stir, uh, storing up natural possessions and trying to gain wealth and live in luxury. But I want the will of the Lord, and I want to be one of the people when the Lord meets me says, good job, my good and faithful servant at the end. So with that, I'll let that be that. Be blessed, guys, and thank you for listening. Be well.